Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of BS and Bourbon. I am your guest host for this episode. Welcome to the BS and Bourbon Bottled and Bond Act of 1897 debate between Bob Little, James Smith. How you doing today, guys? Doing great. I'm doing fine, and you're a damn moderator. You can't host nothing. He's hosting. I like this, Daniel. I like it. You know, sometimes you just can't fight art, okay? Y'all keep trying to fight me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror? <laughs> sometimes you can't hold a fart back neither, but... Shit happens sometimes. <laughs> so, Daniel, why uh, why are you hosting today and not James or myself? Well, it was apparently decided that we need to have a debate on if the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897 is still relevant in today's bourbon market. That is the big question of the week leading up to March 3rd here, which is Bottled and Bond Day. And we're going to have a little discussion between the two of y'all. So you are the master debater, <laughs> not not to be not to be confused with masturbator, but master debater. I don't know. He's about the master, master of debater. debaters. I don't know about master of any of them. So. Ooh, D D in French words means the master debater. Actually, in French, D means of. Oh, master of <laughs> bater. Master okay, of no. bater. It's all right. I only took three years of French. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I only know French. All guys. right. So. Um, <laughs> Daniel, please tell us what it means to be bottled in bond. Okay, let me pull it up on my he phone. He kind of sucks at being a host. <laughs> All right. For, uh, first off, real quick. On March 3rd, 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act. It was a hard-won victory that gave an honest-to-goodness whiskey an indisputable mark of authenticity. This is relevant to the article that I'm saying here. To be labeled bottled in bond, the whiskey must be produced of one distillation, a product of one distillation season from either January to June or July to December. So that's half of a year, six months of a distillation season. Aged in a warehouse for at least four years. Now, and add on to that, aged in a bonded warehouse for a minimum of four years. Bottled at 100 proof and include the distillery which it was made on the bottle of the label. You don't forget one major part. <laughs> I'm just reading what's on the article. It must be by one distiller. At one distillery. All right, let me do Wikipedia instead. This is directly from Wikipedia. Okay, let me, let me ask me that question again, Bob. We'll go over this one more time. <laughs> you want to restart the whole job. show? You want to restart the whole show? Damn it, I have T-Mobile. My reception sucks, and you I got to deal with what job. I can pull up, all right? We've been telling it for a week. <laughs> You're going to moderate this. <laughs> Don't worry, that's going to be the cold open. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hell, I did, I did a bad job of this, and I still done more work than Bob did this uh, week. <laughs> you, sure? you did not. I got a page and a half of notes. Let me find uh That ain't going to matter, son. Okay. It ain't going to matter. All right, so. Um, Let me show you what paragraph it is. I'm trying to find <laughs> something. I'm trying, trying to find something. Here, all right, here's, here's a better one. <clears throat> Just what it means the to be The requirements in the 1897 Bottled and Bond Act were that the bourbon be distilled in the same distillation season, so January to June or July to December. Distillation had to have occurred at a single distillery, aged for a minimum minimum of four years in a bonded warehouse, bottled at 100 proof, and the label must identify the distillery who made it. And the label must also identify the bottling location if different than the distiller or distillery. And only water can be added to cut the bourbon down to 100 proof. So there's your requirements for the 1897 Bottled and Bond Act. What's next? You're supposed to, whoever goes I'm first. Not, I'm not the to. master moderator, all right? This is my first moderation. <laughs> master, master debater. 
All right, so let's lay out the rules for our debate here. So uh, the first person to be asked right, is going to have a two minutes to make their argument. Then that'll be followed by, by a 90-second rebuttal. And then the same question is going to be asked of the other person here, followed by the opposite person's 90-second rebuttal. And then you're going to both make closing arguments. We're going to taste some bottled and bond stuff that we have on present here. All right, so let's go. That's, that's your basic rules. So now, right. to, now to determine... Who Do gets you agree? Ask the question first. Do you agree to said rules, Bob Littell? I do. Do you agree to the rules? If you break the rules, we will duel at dawn. <laughs> do you agree duel to the rules? Duel at dawn. <laughs> I made the rules. Do you agree to the rules? I made the rules. No, 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 sir. The question is, do you agree to the rules? The rules he just stated. Uh-huh. Do you, you agree, do you to, agree the to the rules, James? Yeah, I didn't listen. Bob, you said you agree <laughs> like, to the rules. All right. Yeah. All right, okay. so now let's establish the rules for the duel to occur at dawn. Is this going to be a sword-yielding Duel, or is this be pistols? It's going to be you bring your best weapon. Bring your best weapon? I'm bringing Diane. <laughs> I'm bringing Diane. Get on it, son. That's, uh, that's a pretty <laughs> damn deadly weapon to bring. <laughs> you better feed her on time. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't feeding her hey, all hey, night hey, long. Hey, James is 0 for 2 on bourbon nights for that. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to determine who gets to go first in this whole deal. And I thought I'd have a little bit of fun with who gets to go first. Who took a poop most recently between the two of you? <laughs> what's the what's the consequence? Whoever took a poop most recently gets asked the question first. Well, then he's going to lie. So, no, it's, it's whoever took the poop most recently. Well, you recently. may lie, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I'm, so, I'm, I'm not a liar. <laughs> it was about 2.30. <laughs> well, mine was yesterday. So <laughs> You haven't pooped since yesterday? I poop at night. You need to drink some coffee. Yeah, good God. <laughs> I poop at night. I mean, I can't help it. I can't believe I can't believe we're talking about our, uh, yeah, our fecal it. functions. Well, I just thought it'd be funny to make it a rule of the debate. Whoever did most recently yeah, gets this, this first. This show was really the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, so Bob Little. All right, so Bob Little. So since I get asked. Your argument is to why is the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897 still relevant in today's bourbon market? Okay, uh, Baldwin Bond is one of the earliest examples of a consumer protection law. And I understand that James doesn't think that that is relevant in today's market. However, correct, the Baldwin and Bond, look at that Trump over there, <laughs> he's not abiding by the rules. However, you can't time me anymore. He's already interrupted me. You're wasting time, Bob. No. Nope. However, <laughs> Yeah, I love this. <laughs> You're still I'm wasting Trump. time, Wait, Bob. I'm Trump You're still on MSNBC. Time, Bob. You're still wasting time, Bob. Go ahead. Minute 23 now. You're, you're, I'll just stop altogether. <laughs> I'll just stop altogether. All right, go ahead, Bob. I won't talk anymore. You may start it right. over. So, as I said, the bottled and bond is one of the earliest examples of a consumer protection law. However, still on bottles, it is a mark of provenance and transparency. It holds spirits to a higher standard than most scotch and sometimes more scrupulous than the cognac designation. Okay? Bottled and bond on a bottle is a unique identifier. So as Daniel said, it comes from one distiller, one distillery out of one season. Okay? However, it's important to note that we've been comparing bottled and bond to bourbon it doesn't have to be a bourbon or a whiskey designation. Bottled and bond can apply to other spirits, such as rum, and Laird's has a apple brandy that's bottled and bond. But one thing he didn't say is that it cannot be imported. It's only for Native American spirits. So someone buying a bottled and bond product knows that it is a native U.S.-made product. Okay? Bottled and bond, you can find on the label who made this, and you know at least how old it is. 
about to happen. That's why I stopped. Your time is up. Two Bob. minutes, Bob, are up. Uh-uh. Nope, I'm still going. I've got one question. What does scrupulous mean? <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done. Let me you have going. two minutes. Nope, I was interrupted. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'll give him 15 more seconds. I, I thought believe you, that's fair. Mr. Little, I'm sorry, but you agreed to abide by the rules. Nope. <laughs> uh, and, and part of the rules was <laughs> I wouldn't be interrupted. No, he didn't say that. Part of the rules. He didn't say that in the okay, rules. Then you go ahead and get started. Don. <laughs> we'll, we'll <see> <laughs> go ahead. We'll get started. I'll give you 15 more seconds because that's probably all I wasted. All right. One of the most important things about Bottom and Bond in today's market is that only water, pure water, can be added to the product. No flavorings, no colorings. So whereas bourbon already carries that designation, a rum with that designation doesn't have any flavored added flavorings or colorings. Light whiskey, whiskey, same boat. So there you go. All right. I've got 90 seconds. That is the there, opening sir. argument for Mr. Little. Now, we, James, your 90 second rebuttal beginning now. All right. I want to start out my, my rebuttal with a quote. It comes from the, the great, late Fred Sanford. Shut up, you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, anything that would include vodka or rum or gin or anything else does not hold water for BS and bourbon. The key word, Daniel, bourbon. Now, if you listen to Bob say that it, is, it, is, it, it represents quality. So what he is basically telling me is that Four Roses has no quality. That's what he's telling me. Buffalo Trace products have no quality for the most part. Now, E.H. Taylor does. You're drinking a bottled and bond Buffalo Trace That's fine. product. That's fine. <laughs> but... You tell me it has no quality. I'd never want to see you drink Four Roses again, good sir. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, Ask then. me my question. Okay, then. All right. Now we ask the other side of the table. James. Oh, I get to talk again. Unfortunately, yes. Is the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, 1897, Bond Act of 1897 still relevant in today's bourbon market? You have two minutes for your full reply. It is not relevant at all. Now, I give it credit. In history, back in 1897, it was relevant, but there was one problem. I'll go to the relevance first. It was relevant because Bob's great ancestors, Jebediah Jethro Little, would stick his rusty nails in his whiskey when he sold it. But there was one big problem, Daniel, and when he sold his whiskey illegally, the government did not get to collect taxes on that whiskey. I believe truly that the, the reason to have a bottled and bond act was twofold. Number one, to protect the consumer. I applaud that. I applaud that. But number two, it made it available to help ensure proper accounting and the eventual collection of taxes due to the government. This was just a big money push back in 1897. They did, however, give distilleries, the bigger ones, like E.H. Taylor, they gave him tax incentives to do this. But guess who also pinned the Bottled and Bond Act with the Department of Treasury in 1897, E.H. Taylor. But today it's not relevant because you have great products, the very best products in the world that are not bottled and bond. If I go to your house, your level of whiskey is probably 95% to 5% bottled and bond. Why is that? Because bottled and bond is no longer relevant in today's market. I'm done. Okay, we don't have to hear my phone make noise for the... Um... So... You, was, you made the assumption 
that by saying... Hold on, hang on. I'm going to start your clock on your rebuttal since you're beginning a rebuttal. Follow the rules, Bob. Bob, you have 90 seconds for your rebuttal to James's response. So you began by saying that because I said that bottled and bond is a statement of quality, that those that don't carry it is an absence of quality. And that is definitely not a valid argument. Okay. Four Roses is a great product. Buffalo Trace makes great products. However, you have to understand that there are a lot of people in the bourbon hobby, in the whiskey hobby, that don't know as much as we do about bourbon. That's why they listen to the shows to learn a little bit. They don't research mash bills. They don't research distillers. They don't research other such things about bourbon. On a bottled and bond product, they can pick up that label, know where it was produced, because we still have problems with that today in as much research as we do. They know where it was produced. They know where it was bottled. And they know that it's at least four years old. So... There are great producers like Four Roses that you, where you know where the product is manufactured, you know where it's bottled, and it clearly defines the age and proof on the bottle. That being said... That being said, Daniel. Yeah. Okay. There was an addition or a modification made to the Bottled and Bond Act where it said the label shall bear the name of the distillery or the trade name under which the distillery produced and warehoused the spirits and the plant or registered distillery number in which produced and the plant number in which bottled which in today's market is vague sometimes at best. And a bottle labeled bottled in bond would clarify that situation. All right. Perfect timing, Bob. Your time is up. Good sir. job, Bob. So It what, still uh, doesn't mean anything. It's fine. What, uh, so what are you drinking on today? I am drinking on an E.H. Taylor, the crook. I'm joking. He's not a crook. <laughs> you said it twice. Hey, any good businessman's a crook. Okay. I, I think he was a entrepreneur. I think he was a visionary. And put his name out there for something that he took pride in and was disgraced by things other people were putting out. I wouldn't call that a crook. Hey, but he, but he was able to Mm-mm. financially benefit from that. I want that. you to try this. Financially benefit. Well, if I want to drink this, though. But I want you to try this. It's from a sample bottle that somebody sent me. So you don't know what store? Couldn't tell you. It's not a store How old pick. is it? How old is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had the I've had the sample bottle at my house for about two years. But how old is that whiskey in there? I don't know. It's more than four years old. Oh, look at that! And how do you know that? Because I am a whiskey aficionado. What's the uh, proof on it? I don't know. <laughs> if it's E.H. Uh, e. Taylor single barrel, it's a hundred proof. By, by God! I'll but how? But hold on. Let me show you. Let me show you. But how do you know that it's a hundred proof? Let's don't tell me it's bottled in bond. Where, does it say bottled in bond anywhere? <laughs> <on there? laughs> you got it out of a sample bottle. <laughs> okay, then no longer relevant. It's still very relevant because the product in there came out of a bottled and bond. See, if it was really relevant, someone would have wrote it on that sample bottle. Uh, they just wrote E.H. Taylor single barrel. Maybe they didn't need to write it on there because hey. if you are such a so-called bourbon aficionado, I'm you talking would know about the that whiskey E.H. Taylor label of any kind will say bottled at 100 proof unless it's the barrel strength. And it does also say bottled and bond on it. So you know that it is from Buffalo Trace Distillery. Made from a single season of distillation, aged in their bonded warehouses for a minimum of four years, and bottled at 100 But proof. does it matter to you? Does Doesn't it matter, matter to, to you? Matter and relevance, two very different things. Yeah, no, it's not. Yes, it's it no longer relevant in the whiskey world. I just asked you what proof Nobody was. comes into Cork and Keg and asks for, can I? Can you please, sir, take me to your bottled and bond a section of the whiskey. Be telling us about the whiskey's drinking. I mean, seriously. we're supposed to be getting to our closing arguments Do, later. No, they come in and ask for Blanton's and Crown Peach. They don't come in and say, "Can you please, sir, good sir, take me to your bottled and bond section?" Do you have a bottled and bond section, Daniel? Down, Daniel. I tell you something. 
Duke I'll tell you, answer the question. I, I, I'll tell you if Master people come in, I'll tell you if people come in asking for bottled and bond products on March 3rd. Mm-hmm. How about that? Now, here's my question. Okay, Daniel. it may be relevant on March 3rd. No, 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 no. Hold on. Daniel, he asked a very important question. Okay. Okay. Do you have a bottled and bond section? No, I do not okay. have a bottled and bond so section. You have, so bottled and bond is spread out amongst the various product lines. Normally on the bottom two shelves. Hold on. Let me continue on. How are your sales of bottled and bond products? Some of them are very good. Some of them aren't that great. It just depends. So on some product lines, it's quite successful. Okay. How about your Four Roses single barrel? How, how, how successful is that sale? Pretty damn good. <laughs> okay. So do you think that, that the bottle and bond relevancy has anything to play on that Four Roses? Not on Four Roses. However. That bottled and bond rev- What about Russell Reserve? That bottle and bond relevancy may play more of a role in lower price point. We need this Rittenhouse. I haven't tried it yet. Go ahead. Let's dive into it because I, I want people, because Rittenhouse Rye is, is a product that's been on the shelf for a long time. It's actually been one I've been eyeing and just honestly never pulled the trigger on until James put out the requirement that he wanted us to drink something on the show that we had not had before. And Rittenhouse Rye was, was one. It's twenty three ninety nine. dollars yeah, not very expensive. And uh, Very mild drinking rye. It's very tasty, actually. Four-year-old for a rye is a, is a good spot. So Better so than bourbon. But I Better go so here bourbon, and I look yeah. on this. Distilled and bottled by Heaven Hill Distilleries Incorporated. So it's not sourced. If it was sourced, they would have to say so. So this is produced by Heaven Hill, not by Beam, not by Four Roses, not by anybody else. This is produced by Heaven Hill. Because in today's market, you, you know, Daniel, how many times do you bring products on the shelf? You have no idea where it came from in today's bourbon way, world. The three of us, we've picked a number of barrels together that we don't know where it came from. Right. But does it taste bad? This is not a mark of taste no, 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 good no, no, and no, taste no, bad. You, you, no, because you're saying that because they don't have it. That was your whole it. argument. No, it's, it's better, it's right, better so, to be bottled right, in bottle. So no, gonna, I said that it is a mark of transparency. He is right about that. It is and a mark quality. of transparency. I never I'm did. Not, did I, I ever I, say I'm the word quality? Gonna, I'm not going to debate that. Did I ever that say it means that bottled something. and bond carried a higher quality? I'm never going to say that it didn't mean show, something. I said it is a mark of provenance and transparency. Well, so not quality anymore. Can you tell? That you, was your biggest argument at the beginning of the hey, week. Hey, Bob, will you please look up the definition of provenance for James? <laughs> I know what the definition of provenance definition of provenance. Well, is. let's hear it. It means it's heritage. I know exactly what it means. I ain't no dumbass. Would no you say most, most bottled and bond products, you can't say all. Do you care where that Rittenhouse is really made at? Seriously. Do you care? I, I, do I? No. Okay. But, what, uh, but then why do we ask the question when we go pick barrels, where this come from? Do why, you? Hold on. Time out. Why the other night when we were trying that chicken cock that was 15 years old, did you ask where this come from? I wanted to know for my knowledge. Uh, I, so, but it doesn't matter if it ta- it, does, it doesn't mean anything. But, but so. people, are, still people good. are curious. Yeah. People yeah. want to know. So, does it in the end? Does it matter? But people are. St- it's still information transparency. So, you want to make everything bottled and bond? Then no. That is is it, not are, are you, are you a Hitler of bourbon? No. You want to make everything the same? Nope. You sound like Hitler. <laughs> I think right, I think the variations in bourbons is what makes it great and. The, the varied cultures and histories and you were just, all that have you were just tied into this. building up my case right there. Mm-mm. You think it's great. You're building my case. All right. Next. What are we doing next? Moderator. Masturbator. Well, I'm gonna give Master you my, debater. Everybody knows that they're going to buy an E.H. Taylor or an old Fitzgerald. They're getting great quality whiskey. The bottle and bond letters on that bottle don't mean squat. What's your number However, one selling whiskey? What's your number one selling whiskey? My number one selling whiskey. Whiskey or number bourbon? One selling, number one selling whiskey. My number one selling whiskey. Most likely, my number one selling volume whiskey is Jim Beam. 
Okay. Not Jack? No, I'm not talking about really Jack. But, you know, we sell a lot of Jack. But it's damn close, I'll tell you. Okay. We sell What's lot, the number one We sell a lot of Jack Daniels. World. We sell a lot of uh, Jim Beam. We sell a lot of Evan Williams. We sell you more. You can't answer Evan. a question, debater. We sell. Well, I'll circle back to you on that. Like so our, let's say it, it's it's either Jack Daniels or Jim Beam. What What is it? It's Jack Daniels. Okay. So what in the it? world. In, in the U.S. is Jack yeah. Daniels. In the world is Jack Daniels. All right. So yeah, is it bottled in bond? No. They do have a bottled in bond product. But is that the number one seller? So, because Four Roses isn't the number one seller, it's irrelevant? No. All right, so so why is the volume of products sold relevant? I'm going for bottled in mind. Jack is in the same category as Four Roses. Number 07, same category. All right, so, so you're not you're, bottled oh. in bond. And my argument, it's in the same category because it's not bottled oh, in bond. Oh, I cannot wait to tell Mandy. All right, well, so let's, let's you make her. Mandy's smart product. enough to listen to my argument and understand what I mean. I mm-hmm. cannot help it. <laughs> Again, so one more thing. you big dummy, <laughs> that you can't get a hold of my argument. I think at this point we are selling much more Evan Williams bottled and bond than we are Black Label 86 proof. And I think a lot of it is today's market. People do like a little bit more proof. But it does. Does the bottled and bond on the label okay. mean more proof? No. Yeah, yeah. But it's labeled proof to begin with. So I think a lot of people move to the proof to begin with. But, I mean, it is an okay product. I'm going to give you that. It's okay product. Evan, we, we tried them the other day. It's an okay product. But does it matter to me that it was bottled in bond? No, it matters what it tastes like. All right, Bob, your closing arguments. You ready? No, uh, my, my closing argument still is that if you pick up a bottled in bond product, such as James had a sample of here, did not have all of the label specifications that came on the bottle, however, because he knew it was bottled in bond. I don't know anything. Could state a certain set of criteria for that product. And that holds true to anything that carries the bottled in bond label and i think in today's market i think the most prevalent thing that would mean something to consumers is that the only thing added is water that is probably the biggest and the transparency of the origin of the product are some of the biggest relevancy factors for bottled and bond good james your closing arguments all right we didn't set a time for closing arguments did we no not really okay but make it quick (laughs) okay all right. Take about as much time as Bob did. Which so, yeah, I'm not minutes. going to, to rehash what I've already said because it's there. You don't have to say it again. You sure? Because I don't know if we got it all. So, number one, Bob, your opinion is as relevant as the First Amendment is to Democrats. <laughs> also, Bob, your opinion is as relevant as the Second Amendment is to Democrats. <laughs> It holds no word. I, I do not dispute that it means something and that it had a place in history. I, I do not dispute any of that, but it is not relevant in today's whiskey market. That, we're done. Where, where can you find us at, Bob? Damn it, James. Suck it, Bob, all over the internet. It's trending. Did you know that? No, I did not. Oh, it's actually trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> it's trending on Twitter. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just so you know, I don't get on Twitter. But it's trending on Twitter, Daniel. Suck it, Bob. All right, I'm going to have a moderator closing argument. Uh, you got to go through the same thing you said again. One more thing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not putting it in. There's a lot of <laughs> distillers out there that they don't need to put bottled and bond on their label because they don't make anything that's four years young. Four Roses is a good example of that. Wild Turkey is a good example of that. So I just wanted to add that. I'll, While I'll I sip Wild Turkey 101 that we know is typically a minimum of six years. They can find us, uh, the best place to find us on Instagram, bsandbourbon.atl. And to find our link tree there. And that'll get you to all of the different podcast producing platforms. And when you do find one that you like, if you're listening on Alitu, please hit the subscribe button. 
give us five star reviews. And if you don't give us five stars, James is going to find you and going to stick his wife on you like she hadn't eaten in the past eight hours. That um, ain't pretty. When you're listening, <laughs> that ain't pretty. When you're listening on Apple Podcasts, not Alitu, you can't. They can't listen on Alitu. Just saying. Daniel, barely man, Dan. Hey, or big sexy. Can That's I? Where you can find me on Instagram because I ain't gonna try to say that again. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Kitchen, K T C H I N. Uh, you can find me uh, Cork and Keg, Brazelton. Uh, we got a website, Cork and Keg Got an Instagram page, Cork and Keg Brazelton. And Facebook, Cork Space Ampersand Space Keg. Let me see your uh, phone so I can fix your Instagram. I'm going to do it later. Suck it, Bob. <laughs>